This is KCBX Central Coast Public Radio. I'm Father Ian Dullinger, and I'm playing with food. Produce boxes are all the rage. It's not just the convenience of getting a box of fresh vegetables and fruits delivered to your door on a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly basis. It's the high quality of produce grown here right in California that we love. And there's the added benefit of not having to fight the crowds at the farmer's markets. But why should we pay so much more to get produce that's simply just the gleanings from mass-farmed fruits and veg destined for the supermarket shelves? Well, the Playing With Food team went directly to the farm and found out that this is not the model for your local produce. My name is Andrea Chavez and I am the creator and manager of the Tally Farms Box Program. We are a direct-to-consumer produce box program. So we pack a variety of fruits and vegetables every week and get them directly to consumers. Tally Farms has been farming since 1948, so over 70 years. All of the main farms product is shipped wholesale all throughout North America. But the direct-to-consumer box program, I started it over 10 years ago. So it's a little different revenue stream. We're selling directly to consumers at $25 to $35 a box, whereas the main farm is shipping whole pallets of produce to Albertsons or Vons or wholesalers throughout North America. So it's a very different way to grow, pack, and sell produce. Sounds very hands-on rather than mechanized like you would on the main farm. It's a lot easier to grow 15 acres of, say, cilantro and harvest and pack that. It's a lot more economical. You can really get into the groove. Everybody's packing the same item throughout the day, pre-cool the produce, the whole pallets. Whereas for our box program, we're farming maybe an acre of carrots. I tell my production manager that I want like two weeks of carrots and then we don't want carrots for two weeks. And then we want two weeks of carrots and then we don't want carrots for two weeks. And so he has to juggle these smaller lots. We have smaller size equipment. We're not as efficient as farming like 15 acres or 30 acres of the same crop because my crew, like today, they harvested leeks, lettuce, our little gem lettuce, carrots, and radishes. And of course, they're jumping from one crop to the next, and some of those items are bunched and some of them are not. The workers are just not quite as efficient as when you're growing larger quantities of produce. It sounds like you're growing your own crops for this program. My thought of CSA boxes was that it was overspill or wastage from the main crops that you just threw in a box and charged more for. It's not that? (laughs) No, not at all. We don't grow everything in the box because we're not good at growing strawberries or sweet potatoes we want to grow what we're good at growing and also items that i can't buy anywhere else from another california farm all of the produce in our boxes is california grown our belief is to support all california farmers as much as we can and california farm workers that's our motto is support california farmers so we grow about 40 different crops throughout the whole year Some we can grow year-round like carrots, and then many of the crops are very seasonal, such as our raspberries or blackberries or artichokes. Uh, Of course, our summer squashes, zucchini is very seasonal, green beans are seasonal. So those items are not grown 
here in California in the wintertime. So we won't have those things in our boxes in the wintertime. It's very, very seasonal box, but yet we can pick from all sorts of California growers. It's worth it to get out and meet growers and see what they have and taste. I do spend a lot of time visiting growers and really getting to know the salesmen. It takes trust with the salesmen that sell for the growers I buy for. And when I tell them they want number one quality and we really want this variety, and I have to trust him that that's what he'll make sure gets loaded on our truck. We have one big apple grower left in California and I support him as much as I can because I don't wanna lose our big California apple grower. It's Cuyama Orchards down in Cuyama. So most of the apples come out of Oregon and Washington and they're stored all through the year. So if you're eating a Washington apple in August, it's almost a year old. Wow. We do buy from all different kinds of farms, small and large. We purchased this year from a small garlic grower up in Paso Robos. We buy from Gopher Glen apples up in Sea Canyon, Okui berries here in Grover Beach. We supported a pear grower out of Sea Canyon that had some unique pears last year. People come to me all the time and say, well, I've got this crop. I don't, don't have anywhere to go with it. I don't do farmer's markets. And the first thing I ask them is, well, what kind of food safety program do you have? So they really need to have a food safety program. If so, then I'll look at their crop. I'll go out and see what they're doing. We try and support as many small farms as we can. We really do. But it does take us longer to sort and pack some of those items, the garlic came in, in totes and sacks. Then we had to bag them up into two or three per bag for box. And then there's always what we call shrink, produce that's not good enough to be put in the boxes. And even there's shrink in the big growers, you know, not every apple in the box is perfect. Of course, that's what we donate to the food bank. And then we also take home a lot of that produce. So you say you've outgrown some of these farmers, you have too many boxes. How many boxes do you have? We do about 3,500 boxes a week. And we've got about 8,000 subscribers because not everybody gets a box every week. Some are monthly, some are bi-weekly, and then some are weekly. We have about 70 pickup locations between Paso and Goleta. We drop boxes in Bakersfield now. And we also have a route that goes all the way up to Mammoth and Bishop. We have 200 customers up there. It's kind of a food desert. We keep growing geographically. We have like five delivery vehicles now, soon to have another van for local home delivery. So we drop most of our boxes at pickup locations and we partner with companies and then we have routes that our trucks drop the boxes at. And that really helps keep the price of our boxes down. Um, home delivery costs more and then we ship our boxes overnight. Is there a field that we could go see what's happening? I know we're harvesting leeks and carrots, radishes, and lettuce. Great, let's go. And off we went out into the fields. You're listening to KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian, discovering how CSA boxes, or community-supported agriculture boxes, or more commonly known as produce boxes, are put together. Andrea Chavez of the Tally Farms Box just explained the program and now is taking me out into the fields. She started by expressing some of the challenges, particularly with the deluge of rain that hit California in December 2022 and January 2023. The hardest part is getting the land ready to plant. And we can't get the tractors into the field if it's super muddy. 
Out here in the Rio Grande Valley, we have very heavy soil. It's an adobe type soil. So it takes longer to dry out than if we were, say, in Santa Maria, where it's sandier. We have some rows that are prepared and ready to plant, but certainly not enough, especially over in the other field in Biddle 2. We've been waiting to get into that field since early December because of all the rain we've had. This is all of our red little gem out there. It's beautiful. And you can see there's different stages. We need about 12,000 heads of lettuce a week. And so he'll plant almost every week so that we have lettuce every week. Those are leeks right there. Should we go have a look at yeah, them? Yeah, let's look. Let's... We've harvested some on that side. We're growing some spring onions. They have a big bulb on the end. And we really like those. They're much better than green onions that are very thin because you get a lot more onion to the spring onions. They've got a ways to go. The purple radishes, we like to grow things that are a little bit different. And the purple radishes are unique. They're not an exciting item. People don't customize and add radishes to their box. The only person I know that is so crazy about radishes is my masseuse. <laughs> and he's like, oh, bring me some radishes. But you can see right next to the leeks, there's the carrots right there. So those carrots have already been harvested, it looks like. You have to dig the carrots up. You can't just pull them out of the ground, otherwise you'll pull the tops off. When we have school kids out here, I try and catch the carrot harvest. I get them out there trying to pull a carrot out. They find that they can't do it. And then we show them with the tractor. If you dig underneath, then they'll come up and then you can bunch them. So what were these? On the right? Yeah. Those were the ones left behind. Oh, the ones left behind. Yeah, see okay. the little ones. They're just little teeny. They're just little teeny ones. Yeah, they so don't get to get a go in the box. I guess not. They just have well, to stay here and nurture the soil. <laughs> That's right. If there's something left in the field, it gets turned back into the soil. That's the good part. If there's something that is not large enough or big enough or good enough to put in the boxes, then it's all tilled back into the soil. Does that cause any problems with them rooting and coming up into a different crop? Yeah, sometimes you'll see something coming up and it's like, oh yeah, I guess we grew romaine here last year and look, it's coming up, you know. So yeah, sometimes we'll get that, but usually not to the extent that it's a problem. See, they're harvesting leeks over there. Can you oh. see them? Is it dry enough to walk we down walk there as we down. talk? Yeah, let's walk down. Okay. Are most of the crops that are done here harvested by hand, or do you have some crops that are machine uh, well, harvestable? No, everything is harvested by hand, although we may use platforms or trailers to help us harvest. We are always looking at new equipment. The farm show in Tulare is coming in a couple of weeks, and every year we go out there and look and see what we can find some new kind of equipment that will help us harvest more efficiently and at less cost. Currently, we harvest everything by hand. That's quite the endeavor, particularly in today's times, if all of your farming is harvested by hand. Is it simply the types of crops or the size of your acreage or combination? I think it's a kind of crops. A lot of the produce that is harvested for fresh consumption is harvested by hand. Crops that are harvested for canning or frozen a lot of those crops will be harvested by machinery because if you're going to freeze something or you're going to put it in a tomato sauce, you really don't care what the product looks like. With fresh, you know, we're very concerned about damage to the product, keeping it looking and being as healthy as it can be. These are leeks. These are leeks. Harvesting leeks by hand. You can see how wet the soil is. It's not really muddy. You sure sink. Yeah. Hola. 
So some of these are leaving behind are too small. They may come back in later and pick the smaller ones and bunch more in a bunch. It looks like to me that they're being bunched and bundled and tied, ready to go into the CSA well, box. Well, all of the produce in our boxes, whether we grow it or whether I buy it from another farm, it's pre-cooled. When produce comes in out of the field, there's a lot of heat in the product. Here at Tally, we have four different ways to pre-cool produce depending on what the produce item is. We use the hydro vac and it'll go through that and there's water involved and then the water's kind of sucked out and then it goes into a cooler. And then it's cold until we pack it. We pack inside of a cooler for our boxes. We deliver those in a refrigerated truck to pick up locations. You get a longer shelf life. So here you are, it's the first week of January. You're like, oh, we got through the Christmas rain. We're gonna be okay. We're getting our boxes ready. And then this week of rain comes and you've got a crop wiped out. How do you fill your orders? Well, I have to look for other products. Every week it's a game with me. Like, okay, what are we gonna put in the box? What do we have? The first thing I do is talk to my production manager. What do you have available for next week? And then I'll start looking and we always need two to three kinds of fruit, two to three kinds of dinner vegetables like a broccoli or cauliflower. And then we like to have some salad items. I always look for that grouping. If I'm missing dinner vegetables, then I'll go and search out broccoli or cauliflower or Brussels sprouts, which this time of year is really about all that's available locally for dinner vegetables. Now I was looking back at last year, we had local snap peas last year. Usually they come on more, you know, late spring and through the summer and fall. But we had them last year and I called the grower who grew them and any snap peas right now and just nothing. No local snap peas. A lot of the snap peas are coming out of Guatemala right this time of year. So February 19th, we're supposed to get more rain. Great. <laughs> There's only so much planning you can do. You can say, well, in the spring, we're going to have this, but you may not know exactly which week it's ready and you can't buy ahead of time. I mean, apples store for a while, the vegetables, you can't say, well, gosh, I'm gonna load cauliflower now and use it in three weeks. Doesn't work that way with fresh produce. You have to pivot and be flexible. And you know, sometimes even produce will come in and we're not happy with the quality. And then again, it's like, okay, we wanted to put in broccoli, but we're gonna have to find something else. And so then you juggle and that's the produce business. Everything happens kind of at the last minute with fresh vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times I don't have the boxes totally figured out until usually on a Thursday before the next week's box. It's all kind of at the last minute. And that's the way it's been. I've been in the produce business over 40 years. Pricing can change from six in the morning to 10 in the morning on different products. So you just, you have to be used to that. You're listening to KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian at the Tally Farms, experiencing the ins and outs of produce boxes. I just walked a leek field with Andrea Chavez, and now it's time to see how the produce boxes get assembled. Jose Chires, and I'm a warehouse manager at Tally Farms. So right now we're packaging boxes that are either shipped out today, shipped out for tomorrow. We're going to Bishop, one of the drivers up in the snow. So some of the boxes of produce we grow here, like the cilantro, you'll see that on that table going into the boxes. The lettuce, same thing, grown here. You see that grape tomato over there? I think that's from somewhere in the valley. Comes in, Mari packaged, so we just gotta throw it in the box. How many boxes are you doing today and how long will it take? Today, Thursday, we're doing 579 boxes. I think it will be done by around one, about six hours. Where do they go from here? 
one of the guys, he's going to roll it over here to the Napa cooler to where it's a little bit colder so they can maintain the freshness. And then we're going to stack it by route. So there's going to be a route one, route two, and a route three for Thursday. The local drive, we'll just stack them wherever we see space. Let's continue over here. So this cooler is 30, 35 degrees, 32 degrees, depending what the dog has in here. Right now they have Napa, so it's around 32. After that, the drivers, here's one of the drivers right now, that guy. So after that, the drivers will park their trucks right here and then we'll just load them up with the forklift. And they go to wherever they need to go. Yeah, yeah, they go to their destination. And the boxes were on their way. Andrea and her team don't just leave it up to the recipient to figure out what to do with the box of produce once it arrives. They make sure there is a little added value. We work with a lot of recipes. Cindy and I do a lot of cooking. We try recipes. I'm loading some purple sweet potatoes this week. And so we needed some good recipes for purple sweet potatoes. So we'll find the recipes. We'll go home and make different dishes. And the ones we like, we'll put them on our website and put the recipe in the boxes. I know people are busy. The best thing to do is to have easy recipes. You know, when you're making dinner, you may have your chicken, you've got a salad, you know, you need a dinner vegetable. If we have a really easy broccoli recipe and you've got it stored in the refrigerator, you just grab your broccoli, come out and make your quick and easy broccoli, and then you've got a well-rounded dinner. That's the idea is to have things that are easy to make, not complicated and time-consuming. And we want to have ingredients that people have on hand, not anything out of the ordinary that they may not have or they have to go buy. We have a section on our Saturday email that goes out to our members where they can click and see what recipes we're gonna have. This is the week before Super Bowl weekend. And so it's our Super Bowl box where we have our Napa cabbage that the main farm grows and our cilantro that the main farm grows. There's a Chinese Napa salad with Thai peanut dressing. That is so good. And that is a crowd pleaser for any party. Recipes are so important. And we've really developed our website with lots of different recipes on there. So it's your Super Bowl box. Yes. Do you have avocados in it? No, avocados right now are all out of Mexico. I took a box home with me. I tried the Thai peanut Napa slaw salad. It was delicious and lasted for days. I also made the garlicky roasted broccoli recipe, also a very good and quick weeknight side dish. For me, a produce box wouldn't be about convenience. It would be about freshness. Andrea and I stood next to my car and talked about the importance of healthy eating. We all know that some of our supermarket produce doesn't contain the level of health benefits that it should because of what is done to it for shelf life. And I fully admit that the supermarket is where most of my produce comes from, but I might try a produce box to steer myself away from overtreated produce. You know what comes shortly after the Super Bowl? Lent, the six weeks of the Christian calendar during which we focus on penitence, almsgiving, and prayer with the tradition of giving up something. Perhaps I'll give up supermarket produce and enjoy the produce that is right on my front step. Literally. This is KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian, and I'm playing with food.